Hi, it's Len Testa, and this is a special Earth Day bonus episode of the Disney Dish Podcast with Jim Hill. In this show, Jim and I walk through Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, Jumbo House, and Kidani Village and talk about the architecture, crafts, and animals that you see when you're staying here. Jim also talks a little about the construction of each resort. There's a lot of great background music, and you can practically smell the buffet at Boma. Over at DisneyDish.BandCamp.com, we've also got a new episode. This one is an in-depth look at Expedition Everest, Disco Yeti and all. It's around 30 minutes of just this one topic, so we're calling it the Deep Dish on Expedition Everest. Give it a listen over at DisneyDish.BandCamp.com. Thanks! Jumbo, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Unofficial Guide at Disney Dish Podcast with Jim Hill. Jim and I have a real treat for you, because today we're at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. We're going to talk a little bit a bit about the history of the resort, and also its sister resort, the Animal Kingdom Lodge, Kidani Village. In order to do that, we need to welcome our resident expert, our resident flying ace. It is Mr. Jim Hill. How's it going, Jim? Uh, it's going great, Len. And... You know, half of the fun of flying in was to get to this hotel. Um, you know, I just, I, I think for a lot of people, um, when this, you know, when Animal Kingdom first opened, there was always a question of, wow, this is a great experience. You know, you know, what would make it better to be able to live this experience? And when Animal Kingdom opened in 1998, there was talk of it, but at the same time, they wanted to see if the park would actually work. And The, park, the Animal Kingdom Yeah, park. it was just... You know, you got to walk before you can run, and you know, and also, you know, let's face it, the hard lesson they learned there was that you know, the thing of Animal Kingdom is so much of the, uh, you know, it's a 500-acre park, but so much of it is back of the house. You know, whether it's it's you know the the barns you have to keep the animals in and that sort of thing. And what they wanted to do with Animal Kingdom Lodge was to replicate that experience. Only instead of riding around in a 10-ton troop carrier. You know, you could look out your window at these animals, and that meant building a hotel around animal paddocks. And you know, that was but the, the nice part of the animal paddocks, yeah. not the uh, yeah. And so that really then became a challenge. Um, so, you know, Disney during the research phase, you know, went to the, the field and visited twenty different uh, African lodges, looking for ideas, looking for concepts to use. And, you know, finally by 1999, they felt like, okay, we've got something we like, um, let's commit. And so, the, so the lodge didn't open with the park? No, not at all. In fact, oh. the lodge didn't open until April of 2001, and even then, it opened in a couple of different phases. There were, I think, 700 rooms ready to go in April, an additional uh, 147 in May, and then it wasn't until July till the last wing was done. But... Um, you know, but we're getting ahead of ourselves here. That that again. First, you had to design this place. And okay, so we're standing in the lobby right yep. now. So we've got one, two, three, four stories of an open lobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got these huge ostrich. Are they shield? Oh, they're, sorry, they're African shields. I thought they were. Yeah, these of- are actually Maasai shields uh, or modeled after Maasai shields. But what's kind of interesting again is that this is Peter Dominic, the gentleman who designed. Uh, wilderness Lodge. Yeah, the, the, the resort has a huge Wilderness Lodge feel to it. I mean, in terms Absolutely. Of the lobby. And, and for example, you know, where we're looking at the Maasai Shield lighting fixtures, this is where in that hotel uh, we have the teepees. Right. You know, um, but at the same time, you know, it's just 
it is a lot like when, uh, four wilderness, but it's not like four wilderness. I mean, for example, take a look at where we check in. It's across on, on the other side oh, well, of the lodge. Oh, so on the wilderness lodge, it's on the right. Mm. On the animal kingdom lodge, it's on the left as you as you enter. Right. More to the point, when you've entered this hotel, you actually came in on the third floor. Oh, you know, that's right. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and in fact, deliberately, the footprint of this hotel when when you're coming up to Animal Kingdom Lodge, they deliberately artificially build up this hillside. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that it looks like this low-slung set, you know, villages. In fact, if you remember the detailing as you came in, you'd pass little campfires that were, right. you know, that sort of thing. Just to give you a sense of, you're really going to this remote place. And so then you come through the, the door, and bang, you're in yeah. this five-story tall atrium. I love how the uh, when you, as you go through the uh, the lobby, it's a low ceiling. It's it's purposely like a nine or ten foot ceiling. Mm-hmm. And then you, uh, as soon as you get in. You're drawn towards the, the, the far end of the yep. lobby, which is all glass, looking out over the savannah. But as you walk into the lobby, mm. your view goes, you know, it's constrained, it's constrained, it's constrained. All of a sudden, you step past the last of the overhang, which is the second or fourth floor. Mm. And, you know, bam, you see the this huge cathedral-like lobby. You've got windows up top. You've got windows in the back. It's much more open than... Oh, absolutely. But at the same time, you know, the, the fun thing is you've got the framing device there of the suspension bridge five stories up. So it was, when you finally walk down to the, the, you know, the staircase that takes you out to the Arusha uh, yeah, you know, overlook, yeah. uh, you know, it's just like, wow, you know, just bang, yeah. you know, welcome to the Savannah. This is one of my favorite resorts. Oh, well, you know, it, it's perfectly understandable. I mean, you know, just here in the lobby alone, we've got 430 pieces of African art, including, you know, one of them. You know this giant. This is this giant thing here in the corner, Len. Oh, so it's a. It looks like a hat with sticks sticking out of it. It is. Well, it's actually a mask. That's a mask. That's a mask. Wow. The, all right. And what's? It's sixteen feet tall. Okay. It's um. It's eight feet wide, and I'm trying to remember. Uh, it's the only one that's been allowed out of the country. But if you can, you know, inside there. If you oh, what is a mask? Look at that. Lock back the cloth. You know, some poor slob put that on their head and stood there. Really? So, Somebody yeah. wears this? Yes. Uh, but again, Disney... Holy cow. It's huge. But this was part of the, the art program. They wanted to make sure that this... You know, when they were going to do Africa, they were going to do Africa. Yeah. Um, but anyway... Yeah, our, it wasn't the Disney version of Africa. This is not... Uh, this no, is, this is no. And in fact, that's the other thing. In fact, the, the, the commonality between Animal Kingdom Lodge and Animal Kingdom... I mean, first of all... Uh, you know, just to be clear, we are a mile away from Animal Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, in fact, they don't share animals. You know, they have... Oh, they don't? No, not at all. Though, oh. oddly enough, um, the first two animals who were brought over here, two giraffes... Um, Was, were they brought over in an ark? <laughs> I'm not sure how, you know, how they originally arrived on property. But these two giraffes were actually the first two animals to arrive at Animal Kingdom. They, they were two giraffes, Miles and Zeri. And when it came time to start... You know, ramping up the the menagerie over here. Mm-hmm. You know, Miles and Zeri, who were you know such good troopers, yeah. came over here. Um, oh, that's fantastic! But yeah, that that uh, you know, and again, the commonality with Animal Kingdom, uh, just as when Animal Kingdom was being built, uh, they started planting for the resort a full two years before it opened its doors. Because again, you wanted that legitimate wild feel. Wow. Um, so here. Um, you know, that, that they started, you know, in fact, what's kind of funny is that there's uh, 35,000 shrubs, uh, you know, speckled among the, the originally three, now four savannas, yeah. uh, and uh, 100 live oaks. But Really? Oak? Yeah. Um, 
But what's funny is where they got a lot of these shrubs mm-hmm. was when they were clearing the site um, over for Pop Century. Oh, really? Yeah, they pulled like, a lot of that stuff and brought that here. Um, it just happened to be growing there? Well, again, you know, you're clearing the site to throw up your hotel. And so it's like just, you know, and but rather than bulldozing it in, they sent in a, a team from horticulture, you know, plucked them all out and dropped them here. You know, that's I think that's that's part of the, the conservation effort that Disney does that they don't get a lot of credit for because mm-hmm. pretty much everyone else would have bulldozed them. Yeah, but, but at the same time, you know, this is, it's kind of the Disney difference. I mean, just the, the, the notion of, um, this is a company that does legitimately try to take, you know, again, environmentality seriously. Yeah. Uh, more to the point, you don't have to pay for what you already own. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it, you, and it's a win-win for everyone. And let's face it, this was an expensive hotel for a lot of reasons. I really? mean, well, well, think about it. All right, you have a seventy-five or seventy-four-acre resort, but thirty-three acres of this are oh, thirty-three, and then when they added Pembe, it, it actually bumped out closer to uh, forty-five fifty. Okay. Um, you have, you know, you have these savannas, which again, you have to have night barns for for right. where your animals go. You've got to put security in them so the animals don't run around and eat the guests. Well, in fact, that's that's what's you know what's really kind of intriguing about this resort is like the animals come first. All right. For example, if you touch an animal here, yeah, you're out. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> that's yeah. It. They actually they say that when you check in, it's like, yep. look, don't feed the animals, don't throw stuff at the animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the the other thing is that frankly, it's like that. There's also evidently a cast member outside where you get off the bus and you're walking back with your fifteen dollar balloon. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm sorry, sir, you can't bring that in here. So, <sighs> you know, because again, an animal could eat it. An animal could eat it, right? You know, uh, same thing. No straws in the restaurants. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's all such, paper. It's all it's all yeah, biodegradable yeah. stuff. Yeah, so no it's plastic. Just, yeah. So you're in this weird space where the animals come first, and then and and because the animals come first, you had to build, um, you had to build their barns. You had to yeah. build, uh, you know, for example, just uh, you know, uh, and some of the level of security. Uh, you know, for example, this is pretty standard, but the elephant barn that they've done over in Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. All right, that's got. 14 foot tall ballards that are four feet into the ground. So, again, the ele- yeah, an elephant can bang against it. Yeah, also, so- it's good for velociraptors. You can- <laughs> yeah, well, supposedly Jurassic World opening in two weeks. Um, yeah, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, I mean, an elephant will bang against it. Elephants weigh what 16, 20 tons? Yeah, yeah they're, uh, they're pretty heavy. Now, they don't. Uh, they're we were just at Boma, by the way, so I, I'm definitely feeling the whole weight thing. They over. <laughs> All right, now, now, what's kind of interesting about this hotel is again each of the enclosures um there's some commonality like each of the savannas have giraffes right but for example uh i think it's uh arusha that only has the zebras and it's uh oh really they uh, they don't let the animals uh, mingle between the savannas no no oh, not at all because again you have to um you know it, it, when you build these you have to take into consideration you know how high can a particular animal jump or you know what? <laughs> well, no, that's, that's, how, how strong is a particular animal? You know, I mean, that's a really serious question. Let's go like, out and look at one of the savannas, Jim. You know, we're going to go outside. Likewise, another issue is, you know, is there a plant that's particularly poisonous for them? Oh, um, that's right. Yeah, because uh, yeah. Oh, that's that's really interesting. Yeah. So all right, so we're uh, we're overlooking the uh, the savanna now. This is uh, where the giraffes are. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, no, no giraffes are out yet. But now, actually, you could, you, you look out into the center right now. You can actually see a truck where they're doing some of. They're putting out the browse for the day. Oh, okay, this All is right. the food that uh, that yeah. gets the animals to come close. Come uh, close. Likewise, this is also where they do the enrichment. I mean, the notion. I mean, this is it's the educational opportunities for the animals. Well, I, <laughs> in it, a way, it's more to the effect of keep them. You know, a, a, a not bored animal doesn't become psychotic. You know. Oh wow! All right, so there's a lot going on here that uh, that, that I didn't really know about. Yeah, I mean, it just I, 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 again the thing about do when you're working with animals, and you're you have to, um, but at the same time you're trying to deliver on the guest experience. Right. I mean, so so all the enrichment, all the feeding has to happen in view of the guests most of the time. Well, I, that's actually kind of intriguing part of the story because what ended up happening was. Um, this is different than Animal Kingdom in that the animals are allowed to sleep out in um, the... Because, uh, again, they figured that people are going to pay to stay in this hotel. Yeah. They're going to be in the parks all day, and they're going to come back, and it's like, I want to see a goddamn gazelle, you know? <laughs> and so it's like, go to their balcony. And it's like, well, I'm sorry, the gazelles have gone back to their barn, you know, but if you get up in the morning, and it's like, well, if I get up in the morning, I'm going to Epcot, yeah. you know? <laughs> So, it, yeah. So it's got a, it, it, It's almost the exact opposite. The animals have to work, but not nine to five when everyone's in a park. Yeah, I mean that's it exactly. So what's really kind of intriguing is, for medical reasons and for you know just they they encourage the animals. They had to figure out you know every day they want the animals to come back to the the barn so they can just check them out and you know yeah, make sure meds and all that, that sort of thing. Yeah. But it was a question of when do you do that because again people are paying good money to stay in this hotel. Yeah, and they're going to be at the hotel from mm. like 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., 10 a.m., mm. something like that. And then they're going to come back for dinner, you know, 6 to 10 p.m. so. Well, here's the interesting thing they figured out. What they decided to do about the time they taught the animals to go back to the barn mm-hmm. is 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. And the thinking there is anybody who's staying in this hotel mm-hmm. is going to be getting up early to go to Animal Kingdom to see, oh, animals. To see the animals. So, you know, and those who are getting up early are sleeping until 8, and that's when the animals are coming back out of their barn. Oh. So, so you see them migrating to the... Yeah. So you, you, get, wow. you, you get this sort of circle of life moment where like, oh, look, the gazelle is going the... to Pride Rock. You know, <laughs> so... By the way, we're uh, the we're we're watching this guy in the uh, in the pickup truck, and he put out like an entire pickup truck full of hay yep. for something. I mean, it's it's like if you had to mow the rose bowl and put all of the mulch into a pile. That's as big as this pile is in front of us. Uh, but all right, so so we're out here, you know, for a moment, and, and it's important also to understand that that as cool as the savannas are, the design of the hotel. I mean, I, I think about it. You, you this this horseshoe shape we're looking at right now. Um, Eighty percent of the rooms in this hotel overlook an animal enclosure. Wow! Right? Yeah, which yeah, is there are very few standard view. Yeah, standard yeah, view rooms. You know, the, 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 the twenty, the other twenty percent, you either look over the pool or look over the parking lot. But you know, just think about it. It's just how they managed to pull that off. Yeah, it's an it's an elongated, curved H shape. Mm-hmm. And the stuff Wilderness Lodge is sort of like a U or a Y shape. Mm-hmm. Um, this is sort of a curved H. The downside, though, is because of that, and in fact, this is something, you know, that, that uh, they bring up to folks who have, uh, you know, I, 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 mobility mobility issues. Yeah. I mean, it's just the fact that your room <laughs> can be Yeah, your room's like a hike from the lo- So we're looking at this, and it's got to be a good... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got to be a good quarter of a mile, you think, from the from the entrance to the farthest rooms in the, in the yeah. far savannah rooms? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And think about this. When... when 
Look at the layout here, Lynn. Yeah. You don't, you know, uh, first of all, you built this hotel. You can't have a room on the first floor because, again, you know. There are animals on the first floor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you like, don't want little Timmy opening up the sliding door and uh, having meerkats come in. You know, I mean, but the, but the sad thing is even with that, that safety feature in place, um, they've still had issues. They, they just, in 2013, they had a, a six-year-old girl tumble out of a third-story balcony into the savannah. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, Was she okay? Um, she eventually recovered, but it was just one of these things where it's like, I mean, little kids are little kids. And, yeah, they're going to do little kid things. You know, and, and by the way, that, that, that is also then becomes the question of what is the best, what's the best rooms to have in this place? Yeah. Uh, the consensus seems to be that you really want to be on floor three or floor four. Uh, second floor, you're, you're really too close, evidently. I mean, it's just the notion of you can't take it all in. and Yeah. Um, and you don't get the, persp- the wide-angle perspective of it. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, but, um, so anyway, uh, you know, back to, you know, so this opens, uh, you know, 2000, One. 2001, thereabouts. Uh, and then, you know, again, this is the Walt Disney Company with, with DVC, you know, charging over the horizon. Uh, and starting in 2006, uh, we start to hear about, hey, you know, wouldn't it be cool if <coughs> there were some Disney Vacation Club rooms at Animal Kingdom Lodge? Yeah. Um, and it's kind of ironic because we've been talking about this this trip about how uh, we've got a Wilderness Lodge about to, you know, surrender. To a DVC expansion, yeah. And this is where not, that... Not only the villas, but actually in the building, in the Wilderness Lodge main building itself. Yeah, but this is where... That I wonder if they call it, like, this Jumbo. So, Animal Kingdom Lodge is Jumbo, which means welcome. Mm-hmm. So, I wonder if they call it the Wilderness Lodge Howdy. Howdy <laughs> building. Howdy, y'all. I called dibs. Trademark okay. 2015. There we go. All right. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's, that's where this idea came from. The, you, what was it? The... the, the the fifth and the sixth floor in the hotel was that the? There's what? a seventh, I believe, in the Willows Lodge. Okay. Um, so some of it's club level, though. So okay. They're good. They, I don't know. There aren't that many club level rooms. They, they and I don't know that they're going to take that many club level rooms because those are revenue generating. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, but too. but but you know here you know at least to get the ball rolling they 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 you know took uh, two floors of the building. Yeah yeah. Oh uh, so here was the fifth floor right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, so Willows Lodge they could take uh, they could take four and five or five and six. Okay. Yeah. And then after that, it was time to build, you know, a, a, a resort of their own, the proper building. Yeah. You know, so do we want to schlep over there, or let's let's do let's do a real quick walkthrough of the uh, of the restaurants here, if you don't mind, because uh, the Animal Kingdom Lunch has one of my favorite bars on property, and that's Victoria Falls. Not so much for the drinks, because it's pretty much the the standard drink menu, but the ambiance of the uh, of the place, I think, is really is really sort of spectacular. All right, so we're walking back out through the lobby. Thank you. Okay. And we're going to go straight ahead. And okay. so to our right, we're, we're, there, we have an indoor fire pit, mm-hmm. which when you think about it, it's Florida. They're air conditioning this thing twelve month, you know, 10 months out of the year. And they've got an open fire pit what in is, it. Well, that was what was so funny this morning, you know, waiting for you guys for breakfast. This little girl came over and you would have thought it was Space Mountain. It's like, <gasps> fire! <laughs> well, fire, fire's, again, it's one of those kinetic things, right? Oh, okay. Everyone, everyone, I mean, mm-hmm. everyone is, is intrigued by fire, right? It's got a, Sort of a uh, an intrinsic appeal to it. So we're walking over the um, uh, one of the bridges over the falls right now. You can kind of in the background. If I, well, I'll, I'll stop talking here in a second. You can kind of hear the water running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all right. So this is actually where we just did breakfast, Boma. Yeah. So we're coming up on the Victoria uh, Victoria Falls, which is the bar right here. We're going to go down a, a flight of stairs, and it actually it overlooks Boma. But more importantly, and I don't know what the word for this is. It like it like oversmells Boma because <laughs> you can you can smell the bacon and the 
the roasted meats from here. And when you're sitting here before dinner for drinks, it just gets you more and more hungry. I would imagine. I would imagine. You yeah. know, just it's a pretty good bar, though. I mean, it, it's fairly open. Mm-hmm. It's got it's got great theming. So you're sort of like, what, what level is this? You're one level down from the lobby. So sec- technically, this is the second floor. Boma would be the first floor of the resort. Okay. Uh, so we're on floor two, mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it's, it's an open space. It's mm-hmm. got sort of the support columns and stuff in it. But uh, yeah, it's a really nice. Lo- you can go over this way and you can see more of it. Okay. Barashi overlooking, so this is sort of like the late, this is the brunch mm-hmm. crowd for uh, for Boma right here. And we're actually right above the kitchens for Boma right now. Yep. And and again, this this sort of redefines the notion of a show kitchen. I mean... Oh, yeah. You know, I mean... So when, when Boma first opened, I mean, it was, it was a hit right out of the gate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- though... Th- th- now, that wasn't quite the case with Chico, right? It was... Chico took some time, and I think... Well, good. I, I have a theory as to why, but... Well, no, please... So the uh, the thing with both Boma and Jico is that they did, they do use African spices, mm-hmm. which when the, you know fifteen years ago when mm-hmm. it opened, the the culinary scene in the United States wasn't quite as developed as it was now, and a lot of these flavors, mm-hmm. lots of cumin, lots of you know lots of spices like that that we don't normally get in our everyday food mm-hmm. were different for people, and and so I think it was a little off putting, and also they had monkfish on the menu. Which was so? If you've got these African spices and you've got monkfish, that was one of their signature dishes. Mm-hmm. That's that's a hard sell for a lot of people. But what and what it what it took was a couple of years mm-hmm. of some adventurous people trying Jico, mm-hmm. going back home and saying, "Dude, we went to this place. It was African and it was fantastic." Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you know the word of mouth spread on it, and that's what. That's what got it moving. Also, has a fantastic wine selection. Too. Oh, absolutely! But I, I just remember there's this kind of a uh, maybe apocryphal story from the the first year it was open. Remember how they used to, you know, the food was brought to the table with sort of an earthen dome over it. Right. Yeah. Okay. And the, evidently there was this poor family having dinner there, and it's like, why are you putting traffic cones on my food? <laughs> Like, you're bringing me out a clay art? What is this? Is this some sort of African tradition? Yeah. Am I supposed so, to comment on this? So, oh, the food's under it. Oh, my God, we're so hungry. So, uh, but no, that, 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 again, just this is kind of what Peter Dominic did. You know, just the notion of yeah. you had to have great restaurants to back up. You know, I, I guess it does. I mean, this, this has way better restaurants than, say, Wilder's Lodge. Okay. So, so the Boma is actually where the Wilderness Lodge... Um, Quick services, yeah, and 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 I, again, that's that's uh, Dominic playing, and in fact, I think that's the saddest part of the story is that this was the third and last resort that we got out of him. Uh, you know, Peter, who actually again started in the parking lot at Disneyland. I Did mean, he really? parked cars. In fact, that was the thing that he found hilarious about being assigned to, to work on the Grand Californian because it's like, <laughs> I started in the parking lot and I'm back in the goddamn parking lot. <laughs> you know? Um, but uh, he was, you know, again, this, this, this awarded, beloved architect and he was on vacation with his family. He was uh, cross-country skiing in Aspen and then dropped dead of a heart attack. You get 56. Wow, that's young. You know, um, so, you know, but we have these three. Yeah. And, and we have, and he, honestly, I think he saved the best for last because it's just, it's such, I mean, don't get me wrong, Wilderness Lodge is, is lovely as is Grand Californian, but when you sit here and you look at, I mean, just the light, you know, the detailing so on the light. Yeah, we're looking at one of the light fixtures at, uh, at Victoria Falls and it's got little carved, is it, 
Antlers? Is it? Those it, are giraffe heads. Oh, giraffe heads. Okay. Oh, it's close. There are 4,000 of these carved items in the hotel common space, in the room. And they're carved. Yeah, I mean... This is, you know, they, oh, they they're get, not molded. It is actually no, wood. Holy is, cow. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they got these artists in Zimbabwe who just evidently you know, locked them in the warehouse, keep carving, we'll let you out when you're done. <laughs> uh, and got, you know, all of this Could wonderful... really just make a slavery joke? I, <laughs> oh, they could come and go as they please. They were paid very fairly. You're going to cut this part, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. Not going to air. Okay, thank you. Good. Um, but no, it just, it's, you know, again, this was... You know, he took everything he learned on the first two hotels and applied it here, and yeah. and then you know uh, to you know to to, to to then tack Kidani Village onto this, yeah. and and not do what they did with the Wilderness Lodge. The it's, it's a completely different scale over yeah. over Kidani. So so Jamba House is big, mm-hmm. it's bold, yeah. and Kidani is. Why don't we take a walk over to Kidani? Sure. All right, let's yeah. do that. All right, back in a second, guys. All right, Jim and I are back, and we're uh, walking towards Kadani Village right now. Oh, look, they, uh, we're, we're starting off at the bus stop. And it's actually telling us, Jim, in advance when the next bus is coming. There's a digital display now at Kadani. So it tells, it's telling us, for example, that the next bus to the Magic Kingdom arrives at 11.39 a.m. The next Epcot bus, oh, the next, that's, that's actually 24 minutes away, 25 minutes away. Um, the next Epcot bus is at 11.25. There's no ETA for the studios or Animal Kingdom. Downtown Disney is 11.37, and Typhoon Lagoon is 11.37 as well. That's really interesting. No, I agree. And it's, I mean, They're I, doing I, this everywhere. This is a, the, all the deluxe resorts are getting this. I love this. I, you know, I just love the notion of you're, you're giving people that sort of information so they can make real-time decisions. You know, it's just sort of like you know, somebody who's on vacation, and it's like, I don't want to wait 24 minutes. For the Let's kingdom. go somewhere else. Yeah, that's it exactly. I mean, uh, if you're flexible with your vacation plans, I mean, that's... You know, you can actually have a vacation as opposed to booking everything well in advance for Disney Experience. But I didn't say that, right? You know, just, so, ah, here's this is interesting. So, uh, so to go to Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and Typhoon Lagoon before 2 p.m., take the Downtown Disney bus. After 2 p.m., take the Epcot bus, and a transfer is required. It's like it's like riding in New York on the subway. Wow. Okay. Wow, that's interesting. Get on the E train, go downstairs, come over. Okay. All right, so we're coming up on the on the entrance to Kadani Village. Now, Kadani is a different scale. We just talked about this. A different scale, a different look, a different feel than Jumbo House. For one thing, it's uh, it looks on the outside, it looks more plain, right? There's no, there's, let's not well, be around the bush. Yeah, and, and let's be honest here. We and walking over from Jumbo House, so, you know, we actually walked by this really, really plain, just metal sheeting, and you know, that's yeah, sort it's of a thing. rectangle that's decorated on the outside. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, over here, you know, very cool. Yeah, as you get closer, you you tend to see more detail. So the closer you get to the lobby. Mm-hmm. The more uh, the more detail, the more decorative arts you see, and it starts with uh, I think in the lobby. The main thing is this: these set of lanterns that are set into the wall. This is fantastic at night. Oh, I agree. And it just and, and the weird thing is that it just I I know it's low slung, but it just it's stylish and it really sort of sets the tone for the beginning of it's your much adventure. It's more laid back. You know, Deb Wills actually has this great analogy. She said, mm-hmm. Jamba House is like visiting the city. Mm-hmm. Kidani's like visiting the country. Oh. Yeah, I really like I really like the analogy. Okay, no, that works. That works. Yeah. Um, but again, this is... Um, so we're coming up on the uh, Porta Cochere, the, mm-hmm. uh, the sort of the overhang where you do the, the drop-off. You know. But as we were walking over here, we are talking about the difference between the way people stay at a DVC and the way they stay at a hotel. I mean, right. for example, the undercover parking and the access to the elevators, 
that the allows. First floor. Yeah. Hello there. It's, uh, it's which the first allows, floor. Yeah. Yeah, which allows people to bring in their groceries. Yeah, uh, so they're closer to the parking to elevators. Yeah. Now, uh, so now we're in the lobby, and uh, so again, it's sort of the the same model mm-hmm. as Jamba Hush. You walk in, low slung ceiling, opens up into this is like a three story lobby, but and you've got still the same sort of glass thing in the back, yeah. but it's much smaller. Yeah, it's sort of like somebody left Jamba House in the dryer for a while. You know, um, <laughs> let's go over here towards the Outlook. But yeah, but but at the same time, look at these sidelines. I mean, you know. Um, oh yeah, so so here you've got almost a hundred and eighty degree view. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you've got a vacuum cleaner we can hear here somewhere. You've got almost got a hundred and eighty degree view of the savannah. In fact, there's a zebra. Uh, there's another zebra over there. Giraffes in the distance. Giraffes in the distance. Wow, I got a lot of animals out right now. The, these are the giraffes who are actually taking advantage of the browse and the enrichment. You know, and of course, this is what Disney does. They put it close to. You know the 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 balcony, uh, the oh, viewing the, port the over there. End, yeah, the far end of the, uh, the yeah. resort. Yeah. So, so this is sort of like a backwards figure three, mm-hmm. and that's that's actually Animal Kingdom Lodge right there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So they sort of like they they mesh in the two ends. Yeah. Pembe, uh, you know, is, is the standalone um, savanna for right. these folks. Share Arusha. They, they share the Arusha. Yeah. So, um, but. All right, we're going to go outside and uh, see if we can see something on the savanna here. Maybe see some more animals or something. Let's see. Should be a set of doors here. Coming up. Same same color scheme. Same sort of... Thank you. Yeah, there's definitely a consistency of that. Because, again, they, they knew they had a hit. But it was a question of taking this hit and making it special for... Longer-term stays, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we've got some, uh, some uh, gazelles or uh, antelope over there, too. See them with the... Uh, Antlers over there by the trees, under the palms. No, I mean we're we are spitting distance from that zebra too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, again, what's so nice about this? We're outdoors. And Beautiful weather, I might add. Yeah, and uh, but again, this, this is how people lose hours at this hotel. They just sit outside and watch the animals, and I can imagine with it, with some coffee in the morning, yeah. some rolls. You it's know. quiet. I mean, other than us talking, it kind you of know. ruining the experience for everyone. But on the other hand, you know, <laughs> just sitting here watching the, the Disney cast members, you know, with their pooper scoopers. Yeah. Um, but you know, hey, those, those are some of the biggest shovels I've seen. I haven't seen that kind of shovel since uh, <laughs> since the last board meeting I attended. <laughs> but hey, they're still in show business. <laughs> exactly. Um, so um, oh, look at this. What is this? This bird with this plume coming towards us. It looks like a. Well, sadly, where is we have a little turnaround thing? Ah, it'll tell us. It's a it's an animal identifier. Oh, that's nice. Did no, you know? tell us if it's an ostrich? It's okay, not an ostrich. it's not an ostrich. It's okay. not an ostrich. So, but again, um, you know, um, just a word of caution though that the, the one problem, I mean, these are these are beautiful hotels with amazing facilities yep. and wonderful design. But the problem is that because basically these are hotels wrapped around animal enclosures, mm-hmm. uh, they are the most problematic when it comes to uh, doing rehab, to refurbishing. Really? Uh, well, well, think about it. You know, just it's not like you can just send a painter outside to touch things up. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You know, and it's just sort of like, well, the gazelle got him. You know, <laughs> um, so these are it, it's they're tougher resorts to operate. Uh, coupled with the fact that you really have to come down hard on guests who love animals and who you know really want to touch a giraffe, you know, yeah, the overenthusiastic ones. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just that there, there are issues that, frankly, they don't have at the Grand Flow. Yeah, it's you true. know. Um, but but that said, it is it's just stunning, and 
you know, you have this this wonderful companion resort for uh, you know Animal Kingdom Lodge, and right. um, and how I forget this one when it became available to DVC went like instantaneously, right? Yeah, it's pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, people, it's because people love the uh, mm-hmm. the Animal Kingdom Lodge itself. The other thing that's interesting about this too, so uh, so is the restaurant situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jumbo House has Boma and Jiko, both which are very highly rated. Mm-hmm. Here they went in a little bit different direction. They went with Sanaa, which is uh, Indian food. Mm-hmm. And again, Indian food, I mean, it's, it's popular in, in large American cities, right? New York has, mm-hmm. you know, Murray Hill, the Murray Hill region, which is affectionately known as Curry Hill, right? But, uh, um, you know, outside of large cities, a lot of people haven't had American, or sorry, Indian food in, uh, in the United States. But, uh, but we think it's one of the best restaurants in uh in Walt Disney World. Okay, two things, two quick things before we button things up. If you'll notice right here, you see this this series of, of like river stone that sort of looks like. <laughs> I was going to mention this. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, yeah. So it's river stone. It's sort of in a compound S shape, and sticking out, you know, out of the ground, uh, with very green and brown colors, so you don't really notice it. Yep. Is the electric fence? <laughs> yeah. You know, the funny thing is, I didn't even notice it until mm-hmm. I thought it was uh, I thought it was green plants, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's it's the electric fence that keeps. The uh, the zebra's about uh, twenty or thirty yards away from the uh, from the hotel. Yeah, but but you know, so again, you don't really have the, you know, the guests going. You know, they, they don't get access to the zebras because the zebras never make it down here. Yeah. Oh, oh and speaking of, oh, oh, the zebras are actually play, right now. play of, nice. Don't they're, no, they're, they're chasing each other away from the food. You know, I'm thinking the one with the stripes is a criminal. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but at the same time, the, the other way they control the animals here. Uh, is uh, through it, it's called protective contact. It's actually uh, it, it actually comes out of the uh, sort of the Sea World world. Really? All right. Because again, you know, face it, it's, you know, people have started to think of these animals, you know, as real animals, as opposed yeah. to oh, look at the cute thing that we fed the marshmallow to. Um, anyway, what ends up happening is that you know, for example, they have marabou storks here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what was happening with the marabou storks was when it came to be feeding time, mm-hmm. um, they'd swarm the trainer and the poor trainer with, you know. So they, they came up with this amazing technique of how to control the marabou storks. They just basically taught them that they wouldn't get fed unless they all stood on upturned trash cans. Really? So, <laughs> you know, um, and so it, it's, it's it, evidently it's this wonderful moment backstage where it's sort of like, you know, whoever's feeding the marabou storks is the sergeant major. And if you get, <laughs> all of the storks are standing at attention, you know, waiting to be told, okay, one at a time you can come off of your upturned trash can that's and fantastic. eat. That's fantastic. But again, that's that's your backstage Disney magic. So, oh, this, this is classic. This is really good. All right, you want to take a quick uh, walk around through the rest of the lobby? Sure. Yeah, this is nice. Oh, that's right. We have a library. We, there's a similar one at uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge too. It's got that uh, private room. Yeah, it's off. It's on the Animal Kingdom Lodge. If you're going into the lobby, it's off to the left. And here it's down the hall. Okay. All right, we're gonna walk down the lobby. We're gonna do a quick stop at the library. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the Got some DVC sales going on there. All right, where's our lobby, Laurel? All right. Ah, here we go. And we've got a small DVC store. The, uh, I like the, uh, the other thing I like about the Animal Kingdom Lodge and the and Kadani is the oh here it is is the um, 
the stores aren't just generic Disney stuff. Oh, nice. Lobby. So it's a, it's a little uh, area off the, off the side of the lobby. And it looks like you've got television. You've got nice little cutout places. You've got, oh, here, Jim, let's sit next to the... East African Crown Cranes. That's great. So Jim and I are actually sitting in the lobby. We're sitting... Jim, let's finish this in front of the fire. If we had some brandy here, this would be set. Oh, we could totally nap here. I recall the time in Ethiopia. <laughs> oh. One of us is Mr. Peabody. The other one is Sherman. <laughs> so we've got a couple of, uh, we've got a couple of uh, tapestries mm-hmm. hanging up. And again, I'm going to just... Really? Uh, I mean, that, I think, is... <sighs> One of the things I love about this hotel is the art program. I mean, yeah. just you know, and, and you can actually touch it. I mean, there's we're looking above the above the fireplace. There's actually art that you can touch. But again, this is not Adventureland. This is not you know fake Victorian Africa. This is Africa of today, uh, made by Africans. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it just it's it's in a, in a way, it's such an honor to see this stuff here and to see it so lovingly you know presented yeah. and you know clearly you know. Uh, it's clearly here for us to admire. Yeah, I mean, and Disney's proud of it. And yep. and, and the, the other thing too is, you know, all along the hallways, but especially by the elevators and the stairs, you can see these little sort of cutouts in the wall where they've got the art yep. displayed. To it's not just in the lobby; it's it's actually all the way through the resort. But I, I, again, just to bring this this home, I, I think that's the distinct difference between Jumbo and here. Yeah. It's just there is more intimate a, scale. That, and it's it's a homey feel. I mean, you really feel like this is. You're not staying in a hotel. This is a place you could hang out. And, yeah. you know, in fact, I think that's what we're doing, folks. We're going to hang out here by the fire. So. <laughs> All right, folks. All right. Uh, that, you, uh, that, that'll be it for this episode. Do you want to head over to the Animal Kingdom in a bit? Sure. Let's do that. All right, folks. You've been listening to the Unofficial Guide Disney Dish Podcast with Jim Hill, live from Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. Please go into iTunes and rate our show and tell us what you'd like to hear next. For Jim, this is Len. We will see you on the next show. <laughs>